And welcome to this episode of the Dodger and Chat Show. I am really excited uh, about uh, tonight's show. Joining us is a Twitch streamer and a, the podcast host, or the host of the pod, the host of the show, the podcast. Uh, let's bring in Katie J TV, or otherwise known as Kenny. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you guys uh, for having me on. Big fans of the show, and uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit of baseball. Oh, that's great, because uh, I'll tell you what. It was such a thrill for me to be on your, your podcast. Uh, so thank you have, for having little old me on your podcast. I, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. We kind of got off to a rough start because we couldn't quite get all uh, – get your um, – um, yeah, the video all going and stuff with, uh, I can't even remember what they use. What was that? What were we using? Well, I usually, I try to use Zoom, Zoom. And, and then for whatever reason, Zoom didn't work, which is totally fine. So then we tried to pivot to Discord and I think we were having problems there too. So mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I think we just went audio only, which ended up working pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I did the recording from my end, and then I just emailed it to you, and, and it, yeah, it worked out pretty good. Uh, hopefully, uh, you have a lot of people listen to it and enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, so And thank you again. And it is so thrilled to have you on here. So, um, talk, let's, talk, let's talk about your, your podcast there. How long have you been doing that for, and what made you start it? So uh, I've been hosting and, and putting together, I say producing, but there's very little production that's involved because once it's recorded, there is no editing. We just post it and it's, and it's up. Uh, but the show, the podcast, uh, since about last July, been going every week, every Tuesday morning. There was a stretch kind of in the middle there where I was in between computers. So we, we missed out on like seven or eight weeks, but we are back strong. We're killing it. Um, it's kind of my pandemic project. Obviously, it will go beyond that, but uh, I was just so bored and kind of, I was living in a new city by myself and I didn't really have much to do. And I've worked in sports journalism and media my whole life. So I just always loved podcasting. And I was, I was trying to figure out what I could host, what I could just do in my free time just for fun. You know, I'm not expecting to be a millionaire and grow an audience off of this, but I was just thinking of like that niche. They always say, find the thing that no one else is doing or not a lot of people are doing and maybe that's your chance. And I, I play MLB The Show every day, and I've done so since I was like 12 years old. So um, that was kind of the avenue I decided to go down. And the show, the podcast, is, is naturally called The Show, the podcast, because it's a podcast about the show. So it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, yep. And, you know, I've come to learn that it's always a lot more fun when you have a guest because you can do the back and forth. Sometimes it's hard to just listen to myself talk for... 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever the episode ends up being. Yeah. Um, but it's also hard to get guests every week. So, you know, you find that balance. I've just, I've just had a really, really great time doing it. And it, uh, I started initially only to do the podcast. And then I was like, I'm never going to stream on Twitch. I'm never going to stream on Twitch. Not because I was against it, but because I thought the technology was like beyond my understanding. And then uh, come March, I just got the bug in me to do it. And uh, now we stream. Cool. Um, so, who were you, uh, who were the uh, journalists that you looked up to that kind of inspired you to want to go into sports journalism? Um, 
It's funny because I used to live on Long Island, and I and I wrote for Newsday, which is our the biggest newspaper on Long Island. I was covering mostly high school sports, uh, some college sports as well. But then in the summers, when there were none of those things going on, uh, I was lucky enough to cover Yankees and Mets games, and that was a you know I'm a Yankees fan, so sitting in the press box and going in the locker room for a Yankees game was like the coolest experience. And what's wild is every journalist that I grew up reading or looking up to was also in the locker rooms with me. So I was not starstruck standing next to Aaron Judge. I was starstruck standing next to like George King of the New York Post, like someone who I read growing up because he's just a great reporter. Or like Eric Boland, who ended up being my coworker at Newsday. Um, Mark Carrig was one of the best baseball writers you'll, you'll ever read. And just people like that just got the, I don't know, got me very interested in doing that myself. And I love to write. Writing's my favorite thing to do, so. Okay. I remember uh, when I was like eight years old, my dad took me to an L.A. Rams game at the Coliseum. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the name Stu Naham, uh, but he, he was a, a, uh, a uh, television journalist. Uh, he did the, uh, the sports for, I think it was like KNBC or KABC uh, in L.A., uh, he, he's been in some of the Rocky movies. Uh, he was in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. If you've ever seen that movie, uh, he, he had this brief scene where he interviewed Jeff Spicoli, and Jeff Spicoli goes, where did you get that jacket, dude? <laughs> anyway, you probably haven't seen it. This is way before your time, but that's okay. Um, anyway, uh, but I got to see Stu Mayhem in the parking lot of uh the coliseum and i was starstruck uh by him so uh you know what i i it's, like, it's too name i mean even uh the local per- tv personalities i get a little starstruck by them too here um what's, what's anyway, crazy so, too is like uh, sorry i was just gonna add oh, like go ahead you know i said i don't get starstruck by the players but i think it's the former players who are retired now who i used to watch like at Yankees, Paul O'Neill is my favorite Yankee of all time. Mm-hmm. Something about the way he played, the intensity. Obviously, such a fantastic player, too. Um, he is a broadcaster on the Yes Network for the Yankees games. He doesn't do all the games, but he does a lot of color commentary on some of the games. Mm-hmm. And I held the door open for him once in the press box at Yankee Stadium, and I mm-hmm. thought I was going to faint. I was <laughs> like, that's, that's my guy. That's, like, that's the guy I grew up watching, and mm-hmm. here I am just like, Hey, Paul, here's the door. Like, that was such a wild thing for me. That's awesome. I, I remember uh, years and years ago uh, when I was in Southern California, I had gone to um, – uh, I was in the Army at the time. I went down to um, L.A. Uh, to see my friend, childhood friend, and we were at the, uh, the uh, Great Western Forum uh, when the uh, L.A. Kings were still playing there. And uh, they were, uh, some of the players were still going into the building. I actually saw, and I'm sure you're not going to remember some of these names. Uh, there was Luke Robitaille. Uh, there was, no, um, yeah. I got to see Luke Robitaille. We, and I'm like, stop the car, stop the car. I got to go out and, you know, and, 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 and get his autograph or something. And, of course, we couldn't stop the car fast enough by the time. Mm-hmm. He did stop the car. He had already gone inside. But um, uh, Kelly Rudy, who was a goalie at the time, um, uh, walked right past me. I didn't even know who he was because he always, you know, wears a mask and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I, never, I wouldn't have recognized him, with, you know, uh, without the mask on. But uh, um, there was um, 
and I can't remember some of the other names off the top of my head, but uh, I really wanted to see Wayne Gretzky, and I unfortunately didn't get to see him. Um, it's, it's like some when I was I had the privilege of covering some of those games. I got to cover an old timers day, mm-hmm. which is the coolest and hardest thing because I'm I'm looking at like Bernie Williams is there, another all time favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, random like Jerry Hairston Jr. is there, like players that I grew up watching. A lot of them not of any consequence, but Bernie Williams obviously being one of them, and Mariana Rivera was there one one time. I uh, y- you want to take pictures with these guys that you grew up watching, and as the professional there, you can't. Like you no. cannot just say, "Hey, Mo, let's take a picture." So that that's tough. There there was another time uh, Odell Beckham Jr. before he got traded to the Browns was taking batting practice at Yankee Stadium, and it just happened to be one of the days I was there. I'm also a Giants fan, unfortunately. So yeah. I'm like, I want to be like Odell. Let's just take a. But funny story with that, the professional like Yankee Stadium photographer who was there was obviously taking pictures of Odell while he's in the batting cage because they're posting that all over social media, and. Odell posted one of those pictures to Instagram, and I am like barely in the corner of it. So he did not tag me. I'm like OBJ, what the hell? But yeah, <laughs> I'm on his Instagram, so that's cool. That's awesome. Um, so, um, how long have you been streaming on Twitch now for? Uh, started streaming the very end of March, mm-hmm. um. And I, I'm with a group of guys that uh, we have like an ongoing Twitch chat. I'm in a league with them who we all like support each other's streams and like publicize each other's streams and just help each other out, which I, it, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. So I, I truly appreciate them. And uh, somehow I made affiliate in 17 days and my first affiliate stream was launch night of MLB The Show 21. Like it could not have worked itself out better. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, who are... Um, who were some of your inspirations to get into streaming? Honestly, a lot of the people I had on my podcast. Um, you know, obviously I had my favorite, like Daddy Dim was probably my favorite streamer. Just he could stream whatever he wants. I don't care what it is. I just, I just like him as like an entertainer and comedian. Um, yeah. But I've never gotten to have a conversation with him necessarily. So some of the guys who've inspired me are like uh, Yayo and Scuffy. Two of my favorite guests I've had, along with yourself, of course. But <laughs> you know, they they're always around. If like if I have a question, I I know I can reach out to them. They they told me I could reach out to them, and they're just super super nice, honest guys who are the same off stream and then talking to me. You know, like they're no different. It's not an act. They're just they seem like really genuinely nice guys. Um, yeah. And, you know, even more so since I've been streaming, I had Scan on my show and Nutsy Poo on my show. And same thing. They just, like, they both made partner within the last two weeks on Twitch. And I full well understand that I have a very long way to go to that. And, you know, I'm not necessarily streaming to become a partner. I'm streaming because I like it. But just seeing the hard work that they put into it makes me want to keep grinding and, uh, you know, trying to balance my very busy life and add streaming into the mix. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, who are some of the the guests that you would love to have uh, for your for your podcast? Uh, you, you you just haven't gotten them yet. Kind of like the the great white buffaloes of the uh, uh, of the Twitch community. Well, Dimu, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to just pick his brain and like see where his 
craziness in the nicest way possible I mean that comes from. Like, what is in his head? Like, what makes him tick? Um, Kevin G.O.D. is another all-time favorite. I know he's not necessarily a streamer really much, but his YouTube content is, I mean, he was voted streamer of the year for MLB The Show last year, so that explains everything. Um, McGunsky's hysterical. Yeah, I, I I want people who I'm interested in and fascinated in, but also people who I know are bigger, because you know I want to build organically. I want to do it myself, but getting a little help along the way is nice. So if you know if Daddy Daddy D is on my podcast and and retweets the episode he's on, that's a whole new audience I'm gaining. Um, so that's also a lot of why or how I do my outreach for podcast episodes. Like I try to pick people who are popular with followings because. You know, it's it's almost like a, it's it's a mutual relationship there. Like I'm giving them exposure to an audience somehow. Maybe they don't have. Or at the same time, you know, like I'm I'm getting the same thing. So, yeah, um, I I know this has been a, a hell of a week for me. I mean, I, actually, this has probably been one of the biggest weeks in streaming for me uh, because Thursday I was just streaming and I wasn't really expecting uh, too many people in in, my, in chat and. Uh, I think Trash was there, and uh, I had maybe somebody else. I think Wardy, uh, one of my other followers, good friends of mine. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, I get this notification. Coops is rating your stream with a party of 840 or oh something. Oh, my God, that's like wild. That. <laughs> and then, and, then uh, and he just gives me five subs. Somebody else gives me five subs. And I was like, wow, this is just crazy, dude. And then the next day, uh, Dumu raided me with uh, 880-some people or something like that. And uh, I, I was just humbled. I, I was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I, and this, the funny thing is, uh, yeah, maybe not all those people stayed uh, in my stream uh until the end but some of those people every time i stream now or or every time i i have streamed uh, since then don't they've come back and, and supported me and i'm i'm like it, it's it is i tell you what that is a huge huge uh 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 feeling uh when when somebody tells you that uh, you're one of their favorite streamers uh along with kooks i mean that's a huge name and when I heard that yesterday from uh, from one of my followers that I was one of their favorite followers along with Coops, I was like, I you have no idea how much that means to me. Oh, you, so, you yeah, definitely that's... deserve it. You deserve it. And I've I've never had one of those big guys raid me, and I mean, I welcome it. I, I'm not expecting it. I, you you never expect something like that. Um, well, but it... you can't you can't expect it really. You, you I mean, if you do expect it, you're you're. You're taking yourself too seriously, I think, mm -hmm. or you're, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't expect anybody to to raid me at any time. I'm always thankful when they do, of course. Uh, but I'm I'm not a great player at the game. I mean, Trash is is a really good player at the game. He is he's 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 got a bright future ahead of him uh, in in the community, and uh, he and he gets a little hard on himself uh, when he shouldn't. But uh, he, he's he's got a huge future in this in this community, and uh, 
yeah, I, I'm not a World Series player, but people still enjoy my streams. I'm still not sure why. <laughs> so yeah, what's well, like I've had people since I've started streaming who you know have come from my podcast and said, "Hey, I love your podcast. I found your streams, and now like I'm here." And when I click go live, I can you know bet on those same three or four people hanging out for however long I'm streaming, and that blows me away that people want to hang out with me. And watch me sometimes suck, sometimes be way more cracked than I should be. But, uh, you know, I figured them having me for 45 minutes a week on a podcast would be enough. But apparently they want more of me. So, I mean, th- those people, thank you so much. I mean, you, you all know who you are. But, I, you know, it, it's disbelief that people want to watch me play a video game. So how many people do you average on a week on your podcast? On the podcast, I honestly don't know. I stopped checking the analytics. Um, I was getting too kind of invested in the analytics and not letting that get me down, but just like almost stressing, like, how can I grow? How can I grow? And now I just, I hit record, I hit publish. I don't care what happens after that. I'm there to do what I got to do. You know, if, if I'm reaching out to a potential, you know, someone I want to try to get on as a sponsor or something, that's when I have to do the dive into the analytics because they'll ask for that. Um, But I haven't looked in, months i just i i try not to you know and also now with twitch the analytics are in front of your face so i'm always staring at those i I feel like i need to separate a little bit from it yeah that's that's probably something i need to do as well i i tend to uh i'm a numbers guy i mean i i wanted to be a math teacher and uh so i'm all about numbers i have to deal with numbers at work uh so um that's one thing I always ask uh, Trash is, so what were, what were our numbers on last week's podcast? <laughs> and uh, I won't ask him that anymore. I'm going to try and get away from that. Um, by the way, how, how were our numbers last week there, Trash? Um, a cool, I believe, six. Well, hey, that's great. That, that's, you know what? That, if I may say, that is my favorite number, and it's been my baseball number for my entire life. So that's a very fitting well, number for this episode. And you know what? It's it's been it's well actually one of my favorite numbers because that was Steve Garvey's number uh, for the Dodgers, and uh, that was a number that I uh, tried to get uh, every time I uh, played baseball and they passed out the jerseys and stuff. I always tried to get number six. Um, so anyway, um, so uh, we had uh, a lot of content dropped this last week. Uh, we had the Player of the Month uh, card come out, the Marcus Simeon uh, Lightning card. Um, there were a lot of subs or snubs, a lot of players that didn't uh, make the cut. Um, who are some of those uh, players that you feel that got snubbed from, from the uh, program there? Well, I just pulled the program up next to me here so I don't forget anything because, as we've discussed even before recording, it's been a long week. Yes, it <laughs> my has. brains are a little fried, but uh, yes, you know, I look at first to not answer your question. I look at a guy like Corey Kluber and say, why did we give him another card? Because he he is the reason why someone else might have gotten snubbed. Like we don't we just got a tops now, Corey Kluber. You know, we're going to get a 99 Kluber, hopefully kind of soon or maybe not. Hopefully, depending on how you hit against him. But, you know, we're getting one. So we didn't need a 92 overall monthly award and truth be told other than the no hitter he was fine like i i don't know if he was a monthly player type of card so he takes away from someone like a if you're going to do pitcher like a kevin gosman who deserved it um 
you know, Ryan Tapera, I'm sure he had a great month, but I think Craig Kimbrell might have been a much more fun card to have. Um, and, and I'm all about spreading the wealth. Like, in a normal circumstance, Ryan Tapera does not get a 91 overall. So I'm totally all about doing some wacky stuff like that. Um, but, like, Nick Castellanos might have been the best hitter in baseball next to Marcus Semyon. He didn't get a card. Um, Max Muncy hit the cover off of everything. So that was that was a little strange. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get some sort of juice Muncie at some point, even more so than his 42 series card. But mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I think SDS likes to zig when they could have zagged. Like they like to be unpredictable when you think it will be predictable. Like mm-hmm. we all thought the Jesse Winker they were going to give us was going to be the most ridiculous Jesse Winker you've ever seen. And sure, he can hit lefties, but I think his live series is better. Yeah, I've I, heard that I would too. rather use his live series. Even without the inside edge, his live series is better against righties. So, I mean, that's I, I think they're like outsmarting themselves sometimes. And that's not, I mean, obviously, we shouldn't really complain too much about the content because the content is often the saving grace of this game. But mm-hmm. sometimes they do some things that make me scratch my head. Yeah. Uh, have you had a chance to use that, uh, that uh, Carlos Santana uh, card? Uh, I, what, what, what was that from? I can't remember. Was that... Headlines. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually... I just bought them off the market uh, for uh, more stubs than I'm willing to admit. But mm-hmm. um, switch hitting catcher is great, and I had Posada there, so I figured he'd just be an upgraded version, and Carlos Santana's swing is fantastic. You parallel him up, and he'll be a... I think he'll even get to a gold shield behind the plate, which is wild for Carlos Santana. But yeah. uh, I have not gotten to use him yet because I... So I reached World Series this season. I did not make it the first season because ranked was really bothering me. So instead of stressing myself out, I just stepped away. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not an every season World Series player. Like I made it a couple times. I think I made it four or five times last year, and that was the first times ever. So, and I've been playing this game for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I still celebrate. I still, you know, pump my chest when I make World Series. But once I make World Series, I stop. I'm not playing on Legend. I don't, I don't want to see if I can make top 50 because I know I won't. So that Carlos Santana is just sitting in my lineup waiting for the next season to start. Yeah, um, you hear that, Trash? I, I, I don't play the first day of the... I really don't play the first week of the next ranked season because no one's ratings are correct until like a week into the season. So, Trash, why don't you go ahead and talk about your frustration uh, after making World Series? <laughs> oh, I couldn't be more happier. Um, well... My brain uh, isn't always the smartest, even though I like to think it is, especially when it comes to MLB. I like to think that uh, my brain knows everything, and boy, was I wrong. Um, I know coming into 21, uh, even towards the end of last year, I kept saying, I want to play Legend. I really want to see how far I can take my skill level and see if I can hang with some of the best. Um I, I would like to think uh, I have a decent friend in a uh, top 50 from last year. Um, I mean, so, I mean, I really want to test my boundaries and in, in terms of my skill level. And, boy, did I really uh, not think that straight at all. Uh, I, I ended up playing a couple Legend games and was just lights out on the hitting point where I couldn't hit anything. I had to rely on my pitching, and even then... I get screwed by the game, whether it be a non-PCI homer or just the worst animations possible. Uh, the one animation in particular is you can't feel a ground ball 
or if they kind of like go to field it and they run by it and then once they finally pick it up they run into the wall which allows them to get another base or two and it's frustrating but it's legend um it doesn't help that I'm not experienced on Legend, so I think give me some time to actually play some Legend, practice Legend, and watch out, because I'm definitely going to be floating around mm, probably 950-ish. I'm not going to be super dramatic here with it, but I definitely think I can push for about 950. I think the uh, highest this season was 934. And even then, um, I think I had one good game, and that was the game that I threw a perfect game with uh, the Future Stars Quinn Priester. And that game, I put up seven runs, and that's probably the best Legend game I will ever have. But that's besides the point. Um, I think, like I said, I think, give me some time, I'm going to be fine. Um, I've also said, uh, if I don't make top 50, I hope mm -hmm. my, my pal does it, and he's right there, and he's going to get it. Um, I just need to really practice, and I keep telling people, it's not always about your skill. You have to play the factor of the mental game. You got to make smart decisions. You can't get it in your mm. own head, which I tend to do. Sometimes you just got to step back and let your skills do the talking. Uh, it's not it's not easy, and Legend is definitely harder this year than in the past years. And yet, these top 50 guys are consistent with it and still uh, monsters at it. Uh, it doesn't help that Edward Cabrera exists, but... Uh, it, it is what it is. I need to kind of just step back for a little bit, evaluate what I'm doing, take my time with it, practice, get the hang of it, and I think I'll be fine on Legend. So I'll say it again, trying not to be too cocky here, but definitely expect me to start climbing the leaderboards uh, sometime this year. I'm hoping kind of towards the middle of the year, but I my goal right now is just to hit 950. If I get anything more than that, I'll be happy. Yeah, to me, to me, like I'm not, I'm, I'm nine oh three, I'm nine oh three this season, and to me, that's fourteen hundred. Like I'm ecstatic to be there. I don't need to push any farther. I also, you know, I made World Series a couple weeks ago, and by making it and stopping, it gives me more time to grind out the rest of everything. Like I'm grinding the event right now. I, I finished the BR program. Like it gives me time to finish all the other content. And this year there's more content and stuff to do than there ever has been. So I, I'm all fine with just not touching ranked. I played like, I mean, the pandemic had me doing nothing else last year. Cause I was inside the whole time, but I played like 500 ranked games last year and I'm trying to not get close to that this year. I, I don't need that much ranked in my life right now. I'm, 46 and 13 through like two months. Uh, and that's a pretty good pace for the rest of the way. I blow you out of the water. My record, I think, is like 103 and 73. That's like all I play is ranked because uh, I, I need to stay away from BR because I'm like 0 for 12 on trying to get uh, Trout in BR. So, you know, I need to, I need to get my mind of choking my Trout every time. So I just play hardcore ranked like all the time. And that's just all I do. I think last year I played like a thousand. No, I think it was just over 1,200 games, and I'm already at almost 300 already. It's only in the second season. I'll sit here from at least maybe yeah, six that's, hours that's on some days and just play nonstop, and it just drives me insane, and then my mental health is destroyed, but that's a risk you take. Uh, it's just my competitive side and constantly wanting to play, constantly want to be better than uh, than most. Uh, so, yeah, it, it takes a toll on you, and for those listening out there, don't drive yourself insane with ranked seasons. If something's not going your way, 
to stop playing for the day. I uh, I need to learn that too. I can't. I keep telling people to do it, but my, yeah. I can do it myself. Uh, it's not worth driving you insane, and it's not worth sacrificing other things to sit here on a video game for six to eight hours a day just so you yeah. can get to World Series. It ain't worth it. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, yeah. Too. like last year, or, or not last year, in years past, I knew World Series, for whatever reason, was not attainable. So I would just play ranked to play ranked, just to, like, continue to play. Maybe I'll win a couple games. But now that I know, like, there's an end goal for me, like, I can make World Series and get there, that's what I shoot for. And then anything past that, well, I, I don't play past that. But once I get there, I can do all the other stuff that I wouldn't otherwise do. And, and this week, I hit a, a milestone myself. I got to 400! Yeah, oh, let's go. Making progress. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm at. I of course, you know, I I I work full time. Um, I get home and and I don't necessarily have uh, time to get on the game. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I I gotta do DoorDash or do something else to kind of make ends meet. But uh, um, I I play when I can and and. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I don't have all these uh, great cards and stuff, but uh, I actually got a little bit better. I kind of did a little grinding this morning and and uh, uh, did some exchanges on the team affinity and and got me some better cards. So I'm I'm looking forward to trying out my new squad and and seeing how they do. But uh, uh, I had a great game yesterday. Uh, I made a guy rage quit. Uh, Josh was in that stream too. He, I was just cracked that game. I don't know what, if it was just because I was playing on rookie or, or what, but uh, I was, I was, I was raking. Um, anyway, um, so um, yesterday, uh, Trash told me about the. Uh, oh, sorry. Do would you want to say something? Uh, oh, never no, 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 I thought I heard something. Oh, I, I, no. It's it's the echo. It's the echo from Trash's speaker, I think. Um, so yesterday, uh, Trash uh, told me about the Chicago Cubs' new City Connect jerseys. And uh, I just noticed today that the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, put out uh, their uh, 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 City Connect jerseys, uh, Nike City Connect. Um, I'm not a big fan because I'm more of a traditional person, you know. I, I I like the way things have been. I don't like change. I don't like changing jerseys or or uniforms. I I remember was it years and years ago uh, when uh, Colorado Rockies kind of redesigned their uniform briefly. They had like an alternate alternate jersey, and I was like, yeah, not a big fan. But how are we liking these jerseys? I know Chicago. Uh, the the White Sox uh, put out their uh, with their Southside City Connect jerseys. A lot of people like that, and I, I'll be the first to admit it's kind of cool. Um, but I don't know. It's I don't know, I'm just not totally sold on it. What do we all think about them? And I I don't mind doing some different things. Uh, I mean, I think the first thing we all have to acknowledge is that it's all a money grab. Obviously, mm, okay. Um, you know, the Wrigleyville ones and the, and the Southside Chicago ones, I think look good. They, they keep, yeah, they're different, but they kind of keep with the theme or the branding of the team. 
Like Wrigleyville still got the navy blue. Uh, Chicago still got the black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and then you have like, and this is not just because I dislike the Red Sox, but the Red Sox ones were weird. Like they're powder blue and yellow. Like that's, I don't think that's what the Red Sox have ever been. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they looked fine. Like they on any other team, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But the Red Sox are red. Like where did where did powder blue and yellow come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the you know the the Diamondbacks ones. They do look good, but they also look just like the Brooklyn Dodgers. And, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stealing a look to some degree. Again, if the Brooklyn Dodgers never existed, they look pretty good and they're unique. But it's very similar to what the Dodgers used to have. Yeah. Uh, how, how are we feeling about that, Chikash? Did you see the Diamondbacks' new jerseys? I did not. I don't care for the Diamondbacks, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 I don't either. Uh, but it, they look very similar to a uh, to, to, to uh, a, like a like what a Dodger jersey would look like, and they kind of I've have seen a few comments um, on Twitter where they said that it looked like the the Diamondbacks organization was kind of trolling uh, the Dodgers a little bit, or kind of you know stealing from the Dodgers. Um, I don't know. If you're going to have a look, at least be original. I don't know. Um, it, it, it just, to me, it looked just pretty much like a, a, uh, like, like a, uh, a, a, a copy of the Dodger uniform. Yeah. And what's strange to me too, is like, I am not a creative person. I'm not a designer. Like, my podcast logo, I had a friend from high school make for me. Like, I, I, I'm not going to pretend I know how to design things. But, like, the Diamondbacks have a pretty cool mascot in a, in a snake and a pretty yeah. decent set of jersey logos, like, even going back in time to when they first were a franchise. Oh, why, yeah. are we, why are we not playing with those fun things? Like, why are we just putting Serpientes in script and going from there? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. You could put Serpiente all over everything you want, but like, give me like a, give me a Diamondback, give me a rattlesnake, give me something cool on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I know I'm really not going to like the Dodgers uh, City Connect jerseys when they come out because, like I said before, I'm, I, I, I'm old fashioned. I like the way the things have been. I'm, I mean, the Yankees. I mean, come on. You can't get any more iconic than the Yankees uniforms. They, they've had those uniforms since I don't know how long, or or since when. Uh, when they re- they're just not going to look like the Yankees when the, when when they have those on. Um, see, I, I don't I don't mind necessarily. Like it doesn't bother me. It's it's a it's like it's it's a t shirt and pants. Like I, I don't I don't really care. But also, yeah. it's, I just remember when Nike first announced that the swoosh would be on the front of every jersey. The old head Yankee people revolted. We're like, yeah. "What do you mean you're ruining our icon?" It's a Nike swoosh, guys. Like, let, relax. It's not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and and I was a little, I got to admit, I was a little, you know, like uh, I, you know, I'm going to be focused on the swoosh now. You know, it, it it's not going to look like a jersey. Now I have what three Dodger jerseys with the swoosh on them, and you know, it's no big deal. But you uh, also, I, I, people have to remember too. It's like. I don't have a problem with anything as Jersey goes. Like it's a Jersey be fun. Let the kids get involved and have a good time. But like the NBA and the WNBA have sponsors on their jerseys. Like MLB has not done that yet. So that's, that's something where you can actually maybe have a complaint because then it's really going corporate. 
And Nike yeah. swoosh, it's like Nike makes the uniforms. When Majestic makes the uniforms, they put the little patch down here at the bottom of the shirt. Like, of course, they're going to put their branding on it. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Yankees, uh, you're a Yankee fan, of course. Uh, this has been a tough year for, for the, the team and for fans. Um, how are you feeling uh, as the season goes on? They, they, uh, been swept by the Phillies today. They got swept by the Tigers last week. How, how is your attitude uh, moving forward about the team? Well, I'm going to start off by saying 33 and 32 is by no means good. There's also still 98 games left. So yeah. it's, it's the middle of June. And have they disappointed? Absolutely. Do they make me pull my hair out? 100%. The season is not lost. You know, discouraging things continue to happen. Like Luis Severino, who has not pitched in two years, uh, had to get helped off the field at low A ball in his rehab yesterday because he hurt his leg. That was not even the initial injury he was dealing with. So, like, you know, things continue to happen. Aaron Hicks is out for the whole season, and, you know, you could debate that that might actually be a net win because of how bad he's been. But, you know... uh, Injuries continue to pile up, and you know a, a team like the Yankees, their offense when it's all clicking is unstoppable. But they're the type of, type of offense, other than DJ LeMahieu, who surprisingly hasn't been great. But they're all streaky hitters. Every single one of them streaky. There are very few consistent bats in that lineup. And when they're all cold, this is what the offense looks like. Like it's disgusting. When they're all hot at the same time, not a single pitching staff on earth wants to pitch them. So, and the fact that the offense is the problem this year is hysterical because everyone came in and be like, oh no, what's the pitching going to be? The pitching's been great. Like, you can always add an arm or two. Like, I'm not saying it's perfect, but the pitching has been incredibly good. I thought they were going to come into the season with just, I, I did not expect Kluber to be good. Did not expect Ty, Tyone's been up and down, but he's been fine. You know, Jordan Montgomery hadn't really had a consistent role in a long time. He's looked good. Garrett Cole, sticky stuff aside, has been very good. You know, and the bullpen's what we thought the bullpen would be. It's it's good. So all this offense needs to do is put up like five runs a game. And once that yeah. starts happening, I mean, I, I'm not predicting World Series. I don't even know if they'll win the division at this point. But like, they're a playoff caliber team, and I will stand by that. Now, that, and that's another thing, too. You look across uh, Major League Baseball, batting averages are down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you th- what do you think uh, that's attributed to? Do you think that's because uh, they changed uh, the baseball? Or do you think it's because, uh, uh, because of COVID? You know, we're playing a full season. Players haven't been... Uh, they haven't. Uh, they're not. They haven't been. Uh, what was it? Uh, uh, they, they haven't. I can't think of the word for it. What's what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like they, 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 ha- they haven't played a full season in a while. Like you think they're a little. Yeah, they haven't played a full season. They they they're not accustomed to playing all all, all these games. Uh, how, what do you uh, what, what do you think uh, the reason for all the uh, um, the lack of hitting this year? Well, I think first things first, I want to establish my position on this topic. I love home runs, and strikeouts don't bother me. I think 
the best way to score a run in baseball is to hit it over the fence where no one can touch it. And striking out is better than grounding into a double play. So strike out all you want. I don't care. I, I really don't. Uh, I will watch a baseball game first pitch to last pitch if there are 27 strikeouts by both teams. I don't care. Um, I think similar to SDS, MLB, like commissioner's office, needs to get out of its own way. Number one is stop touching the baseballs. Last year and in the couple years past, people, I'm using air quotes for people who are, who are just listening, um, people complained that there were too many home runs. Okay, so now they changed the baseball. Now there's no offense, and people are complaining there's no offense. So what do you want? First of all, make up your mind. Like, this is how it is. It's either home runs or no home runs. Like, you got to make up your mind here. Secondly, I think, I don't know if it's the hitters' fault. You know, like, yes, approaches have changed. Yes, hitting tools and teaching has changed. But you know what else has changed more? There are a couple hundred pitchers in baseball right now who are throwing 100-mile-an-hour bullets at people. And that's never happened before. And those 100-mile-an-hour pitchers are also throwing breaking balls with insane depth and drop and change of velocity. Pitchers, even if they walk a bunch of people, are better than they've ever been ever. So the only way to fix it is to do something with the pitchers, in my opinion. And, you know, making the comparison to Bob Gibson here, you have to explain, I have to understand what I mean. There's not a single pitcher out there right now who's Bob Gibson. Maybe Jake DeGrom, but probably not. Mm-hmm. But Jacob DeGrom, um, sorry, Bob Gibson was so good, he single-handedly made MLB change the rules and they made the mound lower. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can make the mound lower anymore. It has to be a mound. But what happens if you move the mound back six inches? Like, not a lot, six inches. You give hitters a little more time to react. They could pick up the ball a little differently. In theory, velocity will dip just a, a, a touch. Um, you want offense. I mean, you can't change the way the game is fundamentally played, but what you can do is maybe just tweak that a little bit. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I don't know. I, I, I also... I don't care if teams hit 220. Like, I, it's still a baseball game. It's just the way baseball is now. Like, in if I was growing up in the 70s where it was slap hits and stolen bases, that would be baseball to me. Like, that's what it is. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily have a preference. You know, baseball to me is, is just what it is. Okay. What do you, what uh, do you think? Um, I, I agree with you. I think they should just leave the ball alone. Um. I, I have no problem with uh, more offense. Um, I also think that uh, uh, you've got a lot of uh, batters out there that are swinging for the fence at every, in every at-bat instead of just trying to make uh, contact with the ball. Uh, you can make a case for... Uh, uh, well, there are some hitters that are, are having really great seasons. Uh, I mean, if you take a look at... Um, um, uh, 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 Chris Taylor is having a phenomenal uh, year for the Dodgers, and I'm not being a homer here at all. He is, uh, he's, he's one of the anchors of my fantasy team after thinking he was like the worst player on my team when I drafted him. So he's been fantastic. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm not sure uh, why uh, some players are swinging for the fence in every at-bat um, uh, unless they're, they're just trying to 
compensate for the fact that the ball is deadened. Uh, but I, I think all you got to do is just just make make contact, hit it, hit him where they're not, and uh, yeah, just 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 make adjustments. That's all you have to do. Uh, you got so many uh, pitchers that are uh, uh, throwing no hitters, and uh, uh, well, I, I I am just surprised we haven't had more no hitters uh, since uh, since. Uh, uh, um, uh, Corey Kluber and uh, uh, Turnbull uh, had yeah, had the last I think, I think it's the law of averages, though. Like, yeah, no hitters are up, but that's just, baseball does weird things. Like, we might not get another no hitter for a year and a half. Like, we don't know. That's just the law of averages. That's how it goes. And to your yeah. point about swinging for the fences, I think players have always swung for the fences. You look back at some like highlight videos of people trying to hit Nolan Ryan. They're falling to one knee trying to swing through a ball. But the difference is yeah. now. There's no more two strike swing to yeah. some degree. Like it's pretty much gone. People yeah. are swinging for the fences all three strikes. There's no more like yeah. choke up and slap it. It's just right. they want to hit it. And that's because that's pitchers right. are so good. It's hard to score. So the easiest mm-hmm. way to score is to put it over the fence. Right. Exactly. Um have you made out your all-star ballot yet? Uh I have not, but I mean I, I think it would be pretty chalk at this point. I I don't think there are many debates as to who should be all stars at what positions? Okay, well, you know, I'm glad you said that because uh, we're going to go over uh, who our picks are for uh, the all star uh, uh, ballot, or at least the, the positions, if that's okay. Yeah, you got a start ballot there, Trash? I haven't filled it out. However, I was thinking about it, so I might just even fill it out now, if I'm being honest, as we go along. And okay, because I don't name and stuff. Or stuff. I meant, I meant I, to say players, but <laughs> yeah, I filled out my ballot earlier. Uh, we can just go over it a little bit, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, uh, Kenny tell us who who his choices are and see if we if we agree. Sure, I just pulled up the ballot in front of me now, so I can see everybody to make sure I don't miss any players. So I'm ready for this. Okay. So who you got at first base? For uh, well, AL and NL. If you don't put Vladimir Guerrero, you have not watched baseball this year. So that's right. That's <laughs> what I got. Guerrero, uh, who is the MV- If there was an MLB MVP, it would be him. Yep. Um, and then for the NL, so I mean, it's it has to be Muncie, but yep. really, on the whole, first base in the NL has not been stellar. It hasn't, but I mean, Max Muncy has probably been the most deserving, I, I think. Yeah, or, you know, Dark Horse kind of, Jesus Aguilar has been knocking in a ton of runs. Okay, okay. I'm, I did not know that, but I, I, I mainly focus mainly on the Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> so. Agu- Agu- Aguilar's got 49 RBIs, and I know we're not judging things based on RBIs. Muncy's having the better season, but Aguilar surprised me. Okay, okay. So who do we like at second base? Oof. Preseason, I would have said DJ LeMahieu, but I don't want him anywhere near an all-star team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Marcus Semyon's been great. Mm-hmm. And let us see, National League. I don't pay a ton of attention to the National League, truth be told. Um, it's kind of like first base to me. I don't know if there's one above the rest. I like Ryan McMahon's had a great year. 
Uh, Ozzy Albies has picked it up with the bat. Adam Frazier is so boring, but, man, he's had a good year, too. Um, I don't know. You be the tiebreaker here. What do you think? Well, I, 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 you know what? In, in my haste, I totally forgot to get Trash's opinion on first base. So we'll get his opinion oh, yeah, on first back. and second let's base. All right. You got first. All right, well, as I'm going here, um, first base, I think this is kind of an obvious. I went Vlaggy for the American, and I went Muncie for the National. Uh, second base, I went Marcus Simeon, Simeon, however you say it, and Adam Frazier. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I also look at Adam Frazier and say Gene Segura has been just as good. So Gene Segura is another guy to throw in that mix. Okay. Uh, I, I went with David Fletcher and Gavin Lux because I'm Angels and Dodgers fans. <laughs> so, I, I, just, will. I mean, you know, that's, that's just me, you know. David Fletcher has been horrible. He's been really bad. But it's an angel, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. Did so, we lose Dodger? Come back, Dodger. I don't know, but if we did, I'm going to try to carry this conversation best I can. Um, who you got for third base? Who do we got for third base? Um... Devers has been phenomenal. Uh, Moncada's been very good. Yeah, Devers, Moncada, or Jose Ramirez. If I had to pick, probably Devers, which pains me because Yankees fan. Uh, National League. This is National League third base has been deep. Mm-hmm. Um, National League third base has been so. Austin Riley's been great. Um, Chris oh. Bryant's been. Unbelievable. Arenado's been great. I don't know. Chris Bryant, I think? That's a good pick. I have to take Bryant. He's my boy. No, Totally not biased at all. <laughs> I have no idea what happened there. You're, you're back now, though. It's all right. I got yeah, you I'm covered. back now. Okay, so I'm sorry. What, I missed, what, what were you saying about David Fletcher? I was saying David, Plet- David Fletcher's been horrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I I uh, I was watching actually watching the game uh, today. He actually had a double in the gap or something like that. So, but you know, like I said, though, I just picked him because he's an angel guy, and and I'm a little bit of an angel fan too. So it, it's totally biased on my part. I have no stats to back up my my decision whatsoever. I'm just I'm just going Southern California bias here. So, yeah, see, and that harkens back to our other conversation about hitting home runs. If you're going to hit 260, you better hit some home runs. And David Fletcher's hitting 260 with zero home runs. Yikes. Yeah, I, I'm noticing that now. Actually, he's not even hitting 260 anymore. He's hitting 255. There you go. So, yeah. Okay, so um, who do we like at third base? Yeah, so we, we both agreed on Chris Bryant for the National League, uh, though there are several, several options in the National League. Arenado's been great, too. Uh, and I said either Devers, Moncada, or Jose Ramirez for the American League. Probably Devers, though. Yeah, I got Devers, too. Uh, do you, and uh, Who do you got in the AL there, uh, Trash? Moncada. Moncada, okay. Gotcha. Um, okay, so 
Uh, who do we like at shortstop? This is, I mean, I'm sorry, but the, I think the obvious choice in the NL is Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, but in the NL, it wasn't such an easy decision for me. Uh, so, uh, uh, what do you what do you all think about uh, uh, who should be the AL shortstop? I will say first of all that Trey Turner will get some votes too. Trey Turner's been very Tatis has been incredible, but. Trey Turner's been good. Either uh, it, it pains me. It, it pains me very much to say that Xander Bogarts is the very clear-cut option at shortstop because mm-hmm. I refuse to acknowledge the fact that he's good because I don't think he really is. Um, but he's been great. Otherwise, Bo Bichette's going to get some votes, and people continue to sleep on Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is a very, very good baseball player. Yeah, he is. Uh, what do you think there, Trash? I mean, I, I, this was kind of a meme pick. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'll start on the NL because I really think it's only between Tatis and Turner. I don't care who you pick. Just pick one of the two. I'll be happy with either one. As I was looking at it, I was kind of leaning mm-hmm. a little bit towards Trey and just in terms of numbers, but I'm like, wait, it's Tatis. How can you not? And then for the American... Well, and Tatis has a, Tatis has a thousand OPS too, which is wild. Oh yeah, <laughs> that too. Uh, like I said, this one, I was a meme on this one, but hear me out. I went with Mondesi. I mean, just look at his stat line with the 360 average, two homers, five RBIs, and a, a little over 1,000 OPS. Mondesi is just not really a high average guy from what I personally know and I've seen out of him. Just the fact that he has two home runs surprised me. I really thought he had zero, but the fact that he's hitting for a very high average, usually I'm used to seeing him about mm-hmm. 270. So I, I had to give him a little bit of love, and it's it's Mondesi. How can you not love Mondesi? Yeah, I, I went with Mondesi also because his dad was uh, Dodger legend Raul Mondesi. So once again, I'm showing my Dodger bias there. <laughs> also, he was, he was uh, a Yankee for a quick quick second too. His dad was. He was yes, uh, yeah, he was. I, I'm not sure that was uh, toward the end of his career and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I had the uh, pleasure of watching him uh, play. Uh, he made an incredible catch right in front of me uh, in right field. It was it was it was a thrill to watch him play. Um, okay, so who do we like at the catcher position? Uh, the American League. I think Salvador Perez is having maybe even the best season of his career so far. Easy. So yep. Salvador Perez. And then I think the American League needs to borrow some good catchers from the National League because there are at least five players you could vote for. Um, Carson Kelly, been fantastic. Yadier Molina just got the name recognition, but he's actually had a decent offensive season. Omar Narvaez has been really good. Buster Posey has somehow found the fountain of youth. Real Muto has been good. Will Smith has been good. I think you have to vote for Buster Posey. Yeah. Just looking at him all around. But if you're talking about other legit deserving players, Omar Narvaez has been very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you uh, think, Trash? Oh, I have Salary Perez and, and Buster Posey. That, for me, that's kind of a duh, inter- at least in terms of uh, Buster Posey. He's just unreal going into the season. Everybody thought he was washed and was not going to be very good at all, and he proved them wrong. I think that's kind of a cl- uh, clear decision there. Yeah, I, I went with uh, Salvador Perez and Will Smith because, uh, yes, Buster Posey's having a phenomenal year, but he's still, still a giant. 
and I just cannot, uh, in good consciousness as a Dodger fan, vote for a San Francisco Giant. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on here, uh, I think we just lost our San Francisco Giant fan audience. Um, Sorry. We got, uh, here's what I got. I got uh, Ronald Acuna, Chris Taylor, and Jesse Winker uh, in the NL uh, uh, outfield. And I got uh, uh, Rosarena, Andrew Benatendi, and uh, uh, Teosco Hernandez. Uh, I'm sure we're not going to have the same choices, and, and that's okay. I basically don't know any anything about the AL, just like uh, uh, Kenny didn't know anything about uh, the NL, whatever. Uh, so um, it's it's okay, you know. We're not going to have you know the same choices. Uh, who did you like there, Kenny? Uh, if the AL starting outfield is not Buxton Trout and Aaron Judge, I riot. Um, well, and, but- that, that's, and that's the only reason why I didn't vote for Trout. I would have voted for Trout, but he's hurt. Yeah, so, but I mean, I think technically he'd still be the starter. Um, yeah, you know, if you talk about injury replacements, Cedric Mullins has been out of this world, and somehow uh, he's been he's been good. But also, I just had his name here and I lost it because I tend to look at OPS first because that's such a clear stat. Oh, uh, Mark Canna, put the man on the All Star team. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez as well been very very good. In the National League, uh, Jesse Winker, without any doubt. Ronald Acuna, without any doubt. And Tyler O'Neill has been very good. Brian Reynolds, because the Pirates have to have one person. <laughs> Brian Reynolds has been very, very good. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's always, like, Bryce Harper is going to get votes because he's Bryce Harper. Cattell Marte has been great. I believe, was Cattell Marte hurt for a little while? I think he was. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Uh, Starling Marte was hurt for a little while, but he's back and he's raking. Uh, there are more options in the National League than I thought. Yeah, and, and the only reason why I put Chris Taylor in, in the outfield because I tried to write him in into shortstop. I, I tried to write him into second base. Uh, you cannot write him in. It will not recognize him. The only way you can put him in is in, in the outfield. He's the type uh, of player, though, that it, if slash when he makes the roster... The manager of the National League team will find somewhere to put him. Like, he doesn't have oh, to play yeah. in the outfield. No, he doesn't. Um, well, what do you think there, Trash? Who do you like in the outfield? For the National League, I thought this was super easy for me. I went Acuna, Winker, and Castellanos. For the American League right mm-hmm. now, I have Buxton and Mullins. I'm struggling to find a third guy. But the ones I'm kind of eyeing as my pick... Um, Judge, I would say, is on there. Kalnick or Kalanick, only for the memes and my Wisconsin bias, but we all know I'm not voting for him as much <laughs> as I really want to, yeah. but I know it's not right. Santander, I'm looking at a lot. Obviously, I'm not going with Trout only because he's injured. Uh, otherwise, he's probably my first pick in the outfield out of everybody in both leagues. Ramon Laureano's looking pretty good and catching my eye. But I think right now for my... I mean, Adoles Garcia, but he's only a rookie. So I guess that kind of eliminates him. Even Michael Brantley's having a mm-hmm. great season. But I kind of expected that out of him. So I'm kind of leaning towards not voting for him. But as I'm scrolling more mm-hmm. and more, I think I'm going with Judge. 
Okay. Okay. Um, what about the uh, designated hitter for the AL? Who 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 do we think uh, should get the nod there? That is interesting because it becomes a debate of does Otani make it as a pitcher or hitter? Because if he makes it as a hitter, it's it's Otani, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, he'll do maybe even both in the All-Star game, but he has to be put on the team somehow. I think J.D. Martinez has, has probably been the best pure DH this season, uh, but I am also an enormous Nelson Cruz fan, and he continues to defy the laws of age. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think probably JD if we're going to be smart, but I like Nelson Cruz too. Okay, what do you think, there, Trash? Uh, just, I'm just going to rifle off a couple names here because I think they're all very good options. John Carlos Stanton, uh, maybe Fran Mill. I see him more as an outfielder though. Shohei, JD, and Nelson Cruz and Jordan. I'm leaning towards Jordan because I love me some Jordan. But I'm thinking, is that the right uh, or, uh, option? Again, we don't know what to do with what uh, Otani's going to be. So that's kind of making me think, okay, let's play a safe bet and go Otani. But I don't know. Jordan's looking kind of juicy up there with, with those stats. So, I mean, I think I might go Jordan. It's either Jordan or Otani. But I might just go Jordan hmm. because I love me some Jordan. I, I went with Otani. Uh, I'm still a bitter Dodger fan, so I'm not going to vote for an Astro either. But anyway, that's okay. Um, okay. Um, well, let's go ahead and... Uh, did anything else happen this week that we haven't touched on? We should uh, uh, talk about before uh, uh, we... Uh, wrap this up with the uh, uh, with the daily scores, and I can't think of anything. Um, not nothing super important. I know there was like a miniature content drop, but even then, yeah. But if I'm being a homer, uh, that Patrick Wisdom card looks kind of good. Oh, that sucks. Me. His swing is so bad. His swing is terrible. Yeah, his his I, I, attributes his attributes look out of this world. And trust me, it disappointed me greatly that his swing is terrible. But his swing is not good. Now, what, what Patrick Wisdom are we talking about? From the tops now moments, or yes, yeah. tops now. Okay. Yeah. I I don't. I, yeah. I, I must have not done those yet. Um, but I. Yeah, I I have I'm not familiar with that, so I will have to get caught up. Um, but did we have any problems with the the tops now moments? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything? No. Okay. Um, the Patrick Wisdom one took me a second because I just could not find a gap with that man again because his swing was not good. But then eventually I got four extra base hits in one game, let alone three. So it it you know it works itself out. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll go over the days. Uh, um, let me get my little MLB app open here. Uh, we had an interesting day. Actually, let me re- let me rephrase that. We had an extra interesting a couple days in baseball. Uh, 
as a Dodger fan, let me just say that uh, uh, the, the Dodgers seem to be a little inconsistent at times uh, against these really bad teams. Uh, the Rangers have not won a road game in, what, five weeks? Jeez. And then, and then uh, uh, the Dodgers beat them up pretty good on Friday, 12-1. to And I'm thinking, great, you know, this should be... Well, we're going to go ahead and just continue uh, with the uh, uh, the uh, day in baseball. Um, this has been an interesting day for, actually, an interesting couple of days for Dodger fans. The Dodgers continue to be a little inconsistent against uh, teams that aren't the greatest. Uh, Friday, they uh, played a. Texas Rangers team that have not won a road game in five weeks. And they beat them pretty good Friday, 12-1. to So I'm thinking, okay, we got no problem. And then Saturday they come out and lay an egg uh, and get beat 12-1. to So uh, for the Rangers, that was kind of like a little bit of revenge. So, uh, but uh, today uh, the Dodgers... Tr- Almost tried to give it away. Uh, they had the lead uh, going into the ninth. Uh, I believe the score was five to nothing, and uh, the Rangers scored three in the ninth. Uh, uh, their reliever Bickford came into the game, could not get it out, uh, so Kenley Jansen had to come in and save the day. Uh, so Dodgers get the win there, five to three. Thank goodness uh, they. We're able to gain a game over the Giants, who lost today. Uh, Giants, who did the Giants play? Uh, Giants played, um, I cannot see the game here. Why why can't I see the game? I know they played today. Unless I'm just not, oh, there, no, no, thought I had, yeah, they, okay, I see it now. I'm sorry, it was the first game, or the first score on the screen, and I didn't see it for some reason. Uh, yeah, uh, San Francisco Giants got shut up 5 to nothing. Uh, so, uh, that, I think the, the uh, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, did the Giants get swept? I can't, I don't know if they did or not. Maybe, maybe the Giants won one game. I can't remember if the Giants won one game yesterday because they had a doubleheader. Yeah, I think the Giants won one game, and then the uh, Nationals won one game. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on here. Uh, I have lost um, my Wi-Fi, so excuse the, the time it's taken me to load these sports scores off of my cellular data here. Um, yeah, uh, Phillies over the Yankees. Uh, uh, yeah, 7 to, seven to nothing. Um, but uh, like Kenny says, no reason to panic yet. Still a lot of season ahead. Talk to um, me at the All Star break. That, exactly. We'll, we'll, definitely. Um, Padres uh, avoided the sweep over the Mets, seven to three. You have any any part of you that's a little bit of a Mets fan? Uh, absolutely zero. Um, <laughs> I, I will say I think City Field is a better 
more fan friendly place than Yankee Stadium, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Uh, do, do you are you happy with the new Yankee Stadium? It seems like uh, there are. I mean, I, I remember when Yankee Stadium first got built. Uh, the main complaint was that uh, the balls were just flying out. Uh, very homer friendly. Uh, are, are you ha- happy with the stadium over the old Yankee Stadium? I don't care. I mean, the thing is, what people fail to also talk about is to the corners, yes, it's very home run friendly. But down the alleys, left center field, right center field, that's a shot. That's, you know, mm-hmm. the ball does not fly there the same way it flies to the corners. So, you know, it gives and takes. I, I think it, you know, people do make fun of the short porch, and maybe rightfully so, but it's hard to hit the ball out to right center, left center. Um, well, uh, yeah, Yankees, I mean, even old Yankee Stadium was famous for, for their short porch, too. So Yes, exactly. You know, my, my big complaint about the stadium is it's just so concrete. And mm-hmm. I mean that literally. Like, it's literally all concrete. It feels very corporate and just... They didn't do anything to, like, snazz up the foundation. Like, the Mets... The city field is beautiful. It is absolutely gorgeous. And Yankees, they didn't put that same type of, like, design effort into it, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, we got the Reds over the Rockies, 6-2. to two. Uh, Hendricks gets the win, and Sensatella gets the loss. Uh, um. How do you like the Reds' uh, chances this year making the playoffs? I, I mean, I don't see the roster as the same roster it was last year. Obviously, they lost a lot of key players. Um, but they can hit. And if you can hit, I think you got a shot. I mean, you've got Winker and Castellanos, who are potentially two of the best hitters in the National League this year on the same team. So <laughs> yeah. they can they can swing their way into a game whenever they want. Um, do you... This is a question we asked last week too. Uh, there's there's a, the trade deadline coming up. Uh, do you see Trevor Story getting moved uh, by the trade deadline in July? If he played for a real team, I'd say yes. But the Rockies are completely inept at doing things that make sense. So they'll be like, even though he said I will not resign here, they'll be like, oh, we could probably resign him, so they'll keep him. Uh, okay. And for that reason alone, I don't think he moves. If he played for a team that was realistic, yes, he'd be traded. Okay. Uh, speaking, uh, we, we talked about uh, Jared Kalanick. Uh, Mariners over the Indians, 6-2. to two. We always like to, or at least I always like to, uh, give a weekly update of how Jared Kalanick's doing. <laughs> or, I can, I can, I'm sure I keep butchering that last name, Kalanick. I don't know if it's Kelnick or Kelnick. I, I, I don't believe, know. How to I it. believe it's Kelnick. Mm-hmm. Kelnick. Okay. Uh, it's that uh, extra E there that always throws me. Um, okay, so Jared Kelnick, uh, did he even play today? He got sent down, no? No. Oh, he did. Oh, man. Well, unless you know. He got called, unless he got called back up since, but I'm pretty sure he got sent down last week. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing him, so, um, that's news to me, and, and I'm, I thought I stayed up to date on, uh, all of the, uh, roster moves, but I mean, you know what, he was hitting something like, he was hitting like 180 or something to that effect, not so it, it's not surprising. 
I thought he was hitting 098. Yeah. It might have been that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me that he got sent down. I mean, he just kind of looked like he was, you know, I hate to say it, but he was, he just looked like he was out of his league. Uh, he did, just didn't look ready yet. He was kind of a, a little fish in a big pond. Um, so Literally he had, he had that league. one amazing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he had that one amazing. Uh, 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 was it the second game where he had his first home run? Mm-hmm. And he looked like he was kind of starting to feel more comfortable, but he, he just did not look comfortable after that. Uh, Rays over the Orioles, 7 to 1. Uh, uh, we got the uh, Blue Jays. Big shout out to Kevin G.O.D. Uh, and Vlad uh, hit another home run, I believe, today, if I'm right. He did, and then Tatis hit one 10 minutes later to keep up with the Major League lead. Wow, that's, that's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, Red, uh, Red Sox over the – oh, excuse me, Blue Jays over the Red Sox, 18-4. to four. Um, Blue Jays you don't love that nice. if you're a Yankee fan. Uh, well, no, because I, I dislike every team in the division. The only team I want to oh. win is the Orioles because that means they beat another team that's better than them. But uh, okay. the Blue Jays Fair hit enough. the most home runs ever by a visitor in one game at Fenway. I think they hit eight home oh. runs today. Oh, is that right? I did not know that. Yeah, so Bo Bichette hit a missile that went about 800 feet. It was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Well, I, I look forward to Kevin's tweet about that tonight. Uh, <laughs> It's coming, I'm sure. If not, it's already been oh, sent. Yeah. Uh, so we got the White Sox over the Tigers. Uh, Tigers only managed to get one hit today. So we almost had another no-hitter. Carlos Rendon almost pitched another no-hitter. Uh, so uh, I know Chaotic Collision out there who's a, a Detroit fan. It sucks to be him. Um, got the... Uh, Braves over the Marlins, 6-4. Astros uh, just decimated the Twins today, 14-3. The Twins are the the worst kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, And and I'm sorry, but if you're a Twins fan, uh, you were not expecting this season uh, from them. No, absolutely not. I thought the Twins would be, you know, a playoff team. I'm not going to say they would have been a favorite, but I thought they'd be a playoff team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brewers, uh, I'm sure Trash's brother is happy about this. Uh, Brewers over the Pirates, it's five to two. So a big shout out to Eamon out there. Uh, Athletics over the Royals, six to three. Uh, Angels, I watched this game a little bit. Uh, uh, Angels just, just beat up on the poor Diamondbacks, ten to three. Uh, the, the Angels pitcher, uh, got his first hit of his uh, major league career when uh, he was buttoned and pulled it back and kind of hit a little butcher shot up the middle there. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, good stuff there. And uh, uh, the uh, Diamondbacks pitcher couldn't even make it out of the second inning. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, Dodgers over the Rangers 5-3, to three, like I said earlier. Uh, Dodgers tried to give this game away in the ninth, uh, but uh, Kenley Jansen came in to save the day. Kenley Jansen, uh, with his 19th save, he looks like a 
a different reliever this year. Um, any thoughts on him? Well, I play in a, a live series fantasy league on MLB The Show, which if you listen to my podcast, you, you've heard of before. Um, mm-hmm. To not go too deep into it, basically it's a league of six of us, and we have a draft, and we only play with live series cards against each other in a custom league. A lot of fun. Uh, on Friday night, two nights ago, we just did another draft where we added five more players to our teams who were not drafted in the original draft, and I took Kenley Jansen because I think he's been great. Yeah. I I feel a lot uh, more confident uh, when Kenley comes in now and saves games. Uh, last year, I was not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, he, I, I don't know what he's done different. Uh, he just seems like he's more... Um, he, he's, he's just more... Uh, uh, I don't know if you could use the word intimidating, but he, he, he he's... he's that cutter seems to be moving a lot uh, more than last year. Um, I think he also he you know he learned how to pitch with diminished stuff because he's not the same pitcher he was five years ago. No, definitely not. Like it took uh, it took CC Sabathia several years to learn how to pitch again, and maybe mm-hmm. Kenley's kind of in that stage. Yeah, uh, Trash's team, the Cubs, uh, they. Uh, they t- uh, took the, took their game over the Cardinals uh, two to nothing. You got to be feeling pretty good about that, don't you, Trash? Yeah, and no, I say that because I get scared at times. I know last night finally was able to watch a game, and I got very scared. I know. Uh, I think when Kimbrel was brought in the ninth, they either had two guys on or even bases loaded, uh, and I thought Kimbrel was going to choke it. Now, I say that I'm kind of iffy on this because the Cardinals are a very good team, and if they get um, hot at the right time and they, they pretty much play the right opponents or, like, the bad teams and you let them go off, they're going to they're gonna take first in the division. And by no means am I comfortable with our league in that division, mm-hmm. especially with them riding on our tails only, I think, like maybe three games back. But even then, with the Brewers higher in our tail, I'm not too... Uh, comfortable with it, especially because uh, Bryant is really the only one getting production for us. Yeah, we'll have a couple guys do really good in the game, but in terms of the long stretch, it's usually just Bryant that's carrying that offense, and our pitching sucks. Mm-hmm. Although, I- I'm liking Andrew Chafin a lot. Not only because of the cool mustache, but mm-hmm. he's he's really been able to shut the door down, and with Kimbrough being back to his dominant form, is helping a lot. Our starters need to figure it out, though, because Hendricks gave up two home runs uh, last night. Um, Arietta's been looking horrible last couple of years. Uh, Azalai, I, lo- I like a lot. Davies has turned out to be a bust in the Darvish trade. So we just got to figure out that rotation and maybe some bullpen pieces. And I think we can take the Central for uh, a couple seasons down the line, even. Okay. Uh, so, uh, just, to, uh, before we wrap this up real quick, uh, how do uh, people find your podcast? Tell, tell people out there how they can, uh, find you online or Kenny. Oh, everybody. Um, the easiest way to find anything I do is to follow me on Twitter, uh, at KDJ TV 611. I post links to literally everything. Uh, but the show, the podcast is on Apple and Spotify, whichever you prefer to listen to. 
Uh, Twitch.tv slash KDJTV is where you can find me on Twitch. Uh, usually stream every Tuesday night and uh, try to do a second night during the week. Now that I'm out of you know the busy season of work, I'll have more time to stream more. And a uh, new thing I'm doing is TikTok, uh, which is a whole other animal in itself that I'm learning how to use. But at KDJTV611 on TikTok, I try to steer more into the comedy of MLB The Show, more so than the serious tips and tricks and things like that. Like today, I posted a TikTok of uh, making fun of Joe West's butt on the Daily Moment screen. So we have a good time on TikTok. Come follow me there. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and do you have any uh, guests lined up? Who do you have lined up in the next couple of weeks on your podcast? I actually don't have any guests lined up. Uh, I do know that at some point in the future, see, I don't like naming them ahead of time because I like naming them once I've recorded because then I guaranteed. But oh, I have been, gotcha. uh, I have been in touch with someone who made partner within the last month who is big in the community and uh, very excited to have this person on the podcast at some point in the upcoming in the summer. This person will be on the podcast. Um, but I think I'm just going solo for the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Okay, great. Well, we're, we're going to look forward to hearing that then. And uh, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm glad to be here. And I, uh, I can't wait to listen to it when you guys go live. Okay, great. Well, this is Dodger and Trash. Saying peace, love, and baseball. We'll see you next time. We're out. <laughs>